pastors, even though they're in the church and they are, they are trying to live for God, there is habitual sins that they can't seem to shake. They want to uh, get rid of them, and uh, it keeps coming back and, uh, and getting a hold of them. But I want you to know tonight that whatever the bondage you are living under, you can be made free. Hallelujah. You don't have to live in misery and defeat. Glory to God. Jesus didn't die at Calvary. Amen. For you to live in defeat. Hallelujah. He wants you to have victory in every aspect of your life. He wants you to know no joy and peace and the goodness of God. Hallelujah. And He's given everything possible and everything necessary to make that possible for you. The only thing between you and the freedom and liberty that you seek is the willingness to walk through the process of freedom. The process of freedom. In seventeen seventy six there were there were many in this in, in the colonies of this nation wanted to be free but they weren't willing to walk the process, amen, of what it was going to take to be free. Hallelujah. In the same way in the church today, we got to be willing to walk through the process of freedom, which would take you to the other side where only the conquerors and champions abide. a particular area called the winner's circle. Everybody who starts out in the race is not going to stand in that winner's circle. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's reserved for one. For one who goes through and conquers all the odds. Hallelujah. And pushes it to the limit. Hallelujah. You know what? I can't understand it. Pushing, amen. They've got a goal. They're they're trying to do a certain thing to accomplish something. For some people, it's to be able to to uh, uh, buy a home or or to do this or to to get a certain level in a career, amen, or something like that. But sometimes those same people, when it comes, amen, to striving, amen, and pressing in God, they want to drag their feet, amen. They want to sit back for the ride and let somebody else do all the pedaling. Come on, somebody. I'm talking to you now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My Lord, if there's ever a place that we need to press forth, it's in the kingdom of God because the stakes that I'm talking about tonight is your soul. Hallelujah. There's a place that only conquerors and champions abide. I want to share that process with you for the next few minutes. And it's my sincere hope that 100% of this congregation will be willing and determined to walk it. What's the process? What does it take for us to live victorious lives in Jesus and be made free of the chains that the devil will try to wrap around it? Church, the first thing that we got to do, I have to do it, you have to do it, and can't nobody get around it. The first thing we got to do is live 
and breathe the Word of God. We've got to live and breathe the Word of God. Jesus said, if you continue in My Word. Come on, somebody. If you continue in My Word, there is no way for you to follow the process of freedom unless you continue in God's Word. And I'm not talking about, amen, pasting Scriptures on Facebook neither. Amen. Or reading one verse of daily devotional. I'm talking about living and breathing the Word of God and making it the very focus and center of your life. You can tell the difference from those walking in victory and those always being defeated, those always with their head drugging, amen, through the valley. They're not living and breathing the Word. You've got to consume it day by day. It's got to be the most important thing of your life. If you don't do it, you will never be made free. Oh, hallelujah. Too many Pentecostal people punch your neighbor and say, oh, he's talking about Pentecostals now. Too many Pentecostals think the victory is in the shout. I talked some about that this morning. But church, the victory is in obedience and compliance to the Word of God. You have to continue in His Word daily. Some people say, Oh, Brother Sammy, but the Israel, didn't the Israelites shout, Amen, and the walls of Jericho came tumbling down? That's right. But don't forget, for for seven days prior to that, all they did was walk. Come on, somebody. Every day, they marched and they walked. What was they doing? They were going through a process. A process of victory. Hallelujah. Glory to God, a process for freedom. Hallelujah. They had come out, amen, of Egypt's slavery. They was in bondage for over 400 years.
Process. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can lead. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. They obeyed the word of the Lord. Every day they walked, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Day after day. But they kept walking. They kept walking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And all here is silence. Oh, but God wants me to tell somebody. to trust him too many let me just lay on lay, lay in on the Pentecostals I talked told you about Pentecostals thinking the victory's in the shout too many Pentecostals think the victory's in singing a song but you can't sing somebody to victory come on you can't sing somebody to victory you can lead them into the presence of the Lord through worship so their hearts will be prepared to hear the Word. Folks, it's the Word that makes them free, not a song. You hear what I'm saying? The song can help maybe prepare your heart and get you ready 
Worship is kind of like the farmer taking the tractor and breaking up the ground and preparing the ground for the seed. Hallelujah. Oh, do you hear what God's trying to tell somebody tonight? Don't get it mixed up. I've been in some churches, amen, that sung over half the night. Amen. And the preacher only had two minutes to get up and give his message. Man, that thing's all been out of whack. That is not in the order of God. Hallelujah. When everybody in church is a singer and everybody thinks they got to sing their three specials. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We, we, we worship God, but we need the Word. We need the Word. Hallelujah. We got to hear that Word. Hallelujah. Amen. We have got, amen, to go through the process. Many believers are struggling today with carnality and other works of the flesh simply because they have not followed the process to freedom. That process begins by continuing in the Word. Jesus said, if you continue in my Word. I want you to look at James chapter 1, verse 21. Listen to this. I can I can hear right now our founding pastor reading this verse. I have read this verse for Brother Hale a many a time as I'd sit back behind. He says, Get a scripture, Brother Sammy. He had his favorite scriptures. Amen. This was one of them. James one twenty twenty one. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. You've got to have that word engrafted in you, folks. You've got to get it planted down. Why? Now, now listen. Let, let me stop and just talk about this. I wonder why he said that the engrafted word was only able to save. Why didn't he say will in a positive sense save your souls? He said the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm going I'm to show you something here. You see, it's because after you have received that engrafted word, you've got to continue in it. You have to live it and to breathe it 24-7. Let's finish up the rest of it. James 1, 22 through 25. Here's why it's able to save your souls, but there's something else that you've got to do before it'll do so. Be ye what? Doers of the Word, and not hearers only, Deceiving your own selves. Wow. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Hallelujah. His natural face. What happens? Amen. He beholds his natural face in a glass. For beholdeth himself and goeth away and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. That's what it's going to take, folks. 
That's the process. That's the process. Hallelujah. As a pastor who loves the sheep and desires to see everyone live in victory, I'm going to tell you right now why so many church people or people who claim that they love and know the Lord are always walking around in defeated, tail tucked between their legs like a scalded dog attitude. Woo! They don't continue in the Word. Hallelujah. Can I quit preaching in the middle just a little bit? They don't continue in the Word. They get a little bit on Sunday out of the Sunday school class, and that's all they get through the week. During the rest of the time during the week, they continue more in the days or the lives of the young and the restless. And they think that 30 minutes of the Word is going to give them victory. It ain't going to happen. The young and the restless? That show's been on forever. They ain't young. They're just restless. <laughs> Glory. Hallelujah. They don't continue in the Word. Maybe they rely on the shout, the song, or the dance. Whatever it is, it just ain't working for them. They need to start living and breathing the Word. Psalms 119.11 says, Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. If you get the Word of God in your heart and you hide it there and you put it there, it's going to help you get into victory. I don't care what it is the devil tries to chain you with. If you get that Word hid in your heart, that if you go through that process, you might not have it today and you might not reach it tomorrow. Hallelujah, but Sister Kathy, one day, hallelujah, God's going to say it's time to shout. You walk around the city. Now I'm giving you the victory. I'll give him praise. I'm going to wind it down. I want to talk a little bit about absorbing the content of the Word. We need to absorb the content of the Word. The second step in the process to freedom is in the knowledge of the Word, to know what the Word says. Jesus says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. A lot of folks just simply has not consumed the content of the Word in their life. Let me ask you a question. If you was to get up in the morning, turn on CNN, ABC, CBS, or one of them other channels, whatever it is, and they'll tell you that Congress has passed the law and the President has signed it that all Bibles shall be confiscated across the land. Say that can't happen in America. Do you want me to start telling you a list of things that everybody in here said 10 or 15 or 20 years ago said would never happen in America that's happening in America right now? Huh? Just allow me that. Just just think about it. They come knocking at your door. All right, let's give it all up. All the Bibles. Whoop. Wait a minute. What about them Bibles you got downloaded on your computer? Let's get that too. If all the written word was taken away, 
Have you been absorbing enough in your life that will continue to feed you and to give you strength and to care? You see, Jesus says, he would, you said, well, you know, man, I, I, I can't remember nothing. Well, I, hey, I, I, I know what that's about. But Jesus says, I will, the Holy Ghost will bring all, everything back to your remembrance. Those, that's, what, what's he going to bring back to your remembrance? The things that you've absorbed down through the years. The things that you have taken and you have eaten the Word like bread. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You consume the word. And they might take it out of my hands, but they can't never get it out of my heart. Hallelujah. They'll never take it out of my heart. Because I have been I've been grinding, I've been eating it, I've been I've been eating it like it's steak for many, many years, and it's down there. Hallelujah, glory to God. There might be times that I can't remember what chapter, what verse, but when I need that word, Amen. The Spirit of God brings it up. Hallelujah, and I can begin to talk about it and say it. Hallelujah. Somebody says, Brother Sammy, is this in the Bible? Man, I can come up immediately. I say, Yes, that's there. Glory to God, it's in the book. Hallelujah. Because it's been planted in here. Glory to God. And that is what will sustain you. And that is what will give you the victory. Hallelujah. My, my, my. We've got to absorb the content of the Word. You shall know the truth. And the truth... Shall what? That works in everything, folks. Spiritual things and natural things. I want to share with you something I got off the news. Listen to this. After more than three decades in prison... Three decades. How many, how, how many years is that? Thirty years. After more than three decades in prison, a Florida man was set free last Thursday afternoon because of a DNA test that didn't have the DNA back in that day when he was convicted. But a DNA test showed he did not kidnap and rape a nine-year-old boy in 1974. He was tried and convicted and had his life locked away over a crime he didn't commit. The DNA proved it could not have been him. When the news people gathered around him as he walked out as a free man for the first time, he says, I'm not angry. James Bain, 54 years old, told reporters after a brief hearing in Bartlow, Florida. Mr. Bain was 19 years old when he was convicted on charges of kidnapping, burglary, and strong-armed rape. He received a life sentence. He's going home for the first time in 35 years. 
He's free today because truth made him free. Truth made him free. It was truth made known that set this man free after all those years behind bars. And when you absorb the content of the Word, it will lead you into spiritual freedom. Truth will defend you when all else fails. When you continue in His Word and absorb the content of that Word, it will shield you from everything Satan, the world, and just plain life will throw your way. I'm going to give you one more scripture. Psalms 91. Verse 4, and this is the God's Word translation. It says, He will cover you with the feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. His truth is your shield and armor. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. The Word will be your shield and your armor. That's why the Word of God says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I've had the enemy try to form things against me many times, trying to bring me down and trying to hurt me, but praise God that the truth has made me free every time. Glory to God. No weapon formed against me. Hallelujah. Glory to God, because I continue in the Word. You see, it doesn't matter. Brother Darrell, come on up and start getting ready. I want you to do a song. I'm fixing the clothes. It doesn't matter what the devil tells you if you know the truth. It doesn't matter what the boss man says if you're going to be laid off when you know the truth. It doesn't matter if the doctor says you can't live much longer if you know the truth. <laughs> Thank God I live in the truth. I walk in the truth. My whole life is guided by the truth because the truth that is known brings freedom. Hallelujah. I'm going to close by giving you one more story. And please give me your undivided attention. I heard Brother Pity Tipton tell a story some time ago. And I wrote it down because it was so good. He used it at a fellowship meeting one night. I looked it up online so I could remember for sure how it went, and I found it. Hallelujah. But a man was walking by down, down the city in town one day, and there was a, a car wreck in town. And as he was walking through, he was just in
Something beautiful, something good. Oh, my confusion, he understood. And all I had to offer him was brokenness and strife. But he made something beautiful of my life something beautiful something good oh my confusion he understood all I had Oh, my confusion, 